Which one do you get, Luke? All right, all right, all right. Hey, welcome to Barbershop.talk Podcast. That's right. In this podcast, we talked about concerns facing you and issues facing your community. You talked about it in the barbershop on Saturdays, and we're going to talk about it today in our podcast. Hello, my name is J-Rod, and I am your host. I am in Out The Way Studio in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I am joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, J-Rod. It is a pleasure to host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out The Way Studio. I look forward to presenting topics we discussed in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discussed them. This would include the gambit from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of barbershop talk. All right, that's right. Now, when you talk about the real flavor of barbershop talk, he's talking about bringing that conversation from the barbershop and bringing on the podcast today so you can feel that emotions and experience. Now, with that being said, KC, I do think it's time for us to... Uh, maybe introduce Arthur or artificial intelligence because we really have not been introducing him in the last couple podcasts, but he may okay. be a little bit upset at, at us. All right, Arthur, we're going to bring you on early on. Okay. Speak your piece, Arthur. Say hello. See, here you go. You want to act a fool. No, no, it's, it's all right because, see, I think he's mad at you because you said you're going to bring that screwdriver <laughs> take I him apart. Disconnect some bolts and circuits <laughs> in there. Arthur, Arthur, why are you not introducing yourself? I do not believe I need myself oh now you want to talk all soft okay oh see don't be a hard hit arthur just say it out loud tell us please introduce this my last i'm asking you to i do not believe i need to introduce myself all your listeners remember the smartest person in the room and that is who i am my name is arthur well if you just go do all that you could well, of course our listeners remember who you are but just as Jay, Jay Rod and myself do, we still introduce ourselves to the audience each week. Right? That's right. Each week. And in fact, our audience are proud of that. <laughs> See, Arthur? Every week, they let, us, they let us know how they appreciate us introducing ourselves. So I think maybe, maybe you should do the same. <laughs> oh, Arthur, you laugh at him? Uh, I didn't know he could laugh. Yeah, that's what you want to call it. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about some of the conversation that went on in the barbershop because it was rather intriguing. In fact, it was talking about the difference between generation. They were talking about the older generation and the younger generation. In fact, it was talking about the millennium generation and some of their attitudes. And uh, uh, in fact, you know, sometimes they, 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 they test me. I should yeah. say they test me something. Well, there clearly are some difference of uh, attitudes and opinions and perspective in regards to new millennials versus older people. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, because, uh, um, you know, with some of their ideals, it's just not the greatest. I, I do know one time with the Target and the Target, it was early in the morning. Uh, and the guy I went there about 1030 or so. That's what time I'm going to get there. And the first guy I ran into said, you know, I can't wait to take my break. So I said, oh, you must have been here early in the morning. He said, oh, no, I got here about 9, nine o'clock. <laughs> oh, he worked. Oh, he worked. <laughs> an hour and a half. No, here's the secret, J-Rod. That, that was going to be his second break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you know, I think it's just something about it is just something about that generation uh, that somehow they just don't they just don't see eye to eye as far as the work ethic. So Arthur, do this for me, Arthur, if you'd be so kind. Can you give me some uh, characteristics of the millennial generation, please? Characteristics of the millennial generation. Nurtured and pampered by parents who didn't want to make the mistakes of the previous generation. Okay, now, now that, they've definitely been pampered by their parents. Yeah, uh, I'm going to translate that. Okay, go ahead. They didn't whoop their ass. <laughs> you should have whooped these kids' ass when they needed it. <laughs> that, that may be a good point. <laughs> you know what I got? You know what I have to say about all those all those whippings? Mm -hmm. It made a good person out of you. It worked. That's right. What's wrong? I mean, with you, you might not have enjoyed it at the time. I think that's kind of the point. <laughs> but it worked. It was effective. That's right. <laughs> Ooh, we got, whoa, we got a lot of people that always got their butt whooped. Uh, a, a good ass woman always gets you to change your perspective on something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're absolutely right. Now, okay, all right, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk about the religion. So tell me a little bit more about it. Disinclination to activity or exertion despite having the ability to act or to exert oneself. What? In other words, they are lazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess I guess that explains the breaks, right? <laughs> uh, now I know if you're a millennial, just calm down. We, we're, we're not getting on your case. Yeah. I know what you may be thinking. Uh-oh. No, yeah, it's, it's a big oh, all right. But it's all it's all good. I, I, I'm gonna say this. I don't know if I use the word lazy as a blanket case, but I will say that as a blanket case, they don't have the same work ethic That's that, right. that we do, older generations. Whatever. <laughs> That's <what was> true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I, we have a few younger people in the audience. Yes, today. we do. They take an exception to. They are. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we don't. We don't. We, well, we just. Arthur stating the facts, not us. There's some good things about your generation too. Excuse me. <laughs> you little smart. Shut up. No. Oh my God! He told oh. you to shut up. Okay. All right. Fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Arthur, I tell you what, tell me some, some more, things. right? Tell me some, yeah, tell me some positive things. How's that? All right, here we go. <laughs> Is that Arthur think about it? <laughs> Tend to seek new challenges at work. Oh, yeah. They're afraid to question authority. Oh, they're not afraid to question authority at all. Not authority. at all. So, hey. All right, so this is what we got here. So they're not afraid to question authority. They have a tendency to seek new challenges. Is there anything else we need to know? Millennials are confident, ambitious, and achievement-oriented. Ooh, they are confident. They yeah, are. They well, are. Well. A lot of us is uh, false bravado <laughs> because you know they've been pampered. They've been told that you know that they've achieved something when they're not. Like for example, when you and I play sports. Mm -hmm. Only those people that really were the MVP or the champions got some type of trophy. That's correct. Today, if you just sign your name up and you never get in the game, you get a trophy. <laughs> so. That is absolutely right. You get a trophy for sitting on the bench. What kind of crap is that? You're going to get knocked out. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, Millennium. But you, you, like they said, but they said you're confident and you're ambitious. Right? That's what he said. Right? So I give him that. Go! 
Go, go. <laughs> yeah, I'm your biggest cheerleader. They are ambitious, though. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I had a co-worker that was hired two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And this is their first job they ever had in their life. And while we were still training them on their first station, uh, they put in to be the new manager of the shop. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> That's true. You know, it seemed like to be that those millennials say, <laughs> Dang, that was terrible. I didn't do that. I can't you know, I did not do that on the air. But I, I think you got a point there because they're the type that our generation was taught to get your foot in the door, you know, just get uh, just get in the door and work your way up. Right. It seemed like they on their first day, they want to be CEO. So, wait a minute. Now, I want to ask Malibu, is, is is that correct? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, fine, all right. Fine, 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 fine. Uh, you know, but, all right, so forget that. I want to talk about our generation. Our generation is the baby boomer generation, which is the largest generation of black people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think that they're from uh, 1946 to 1964. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, all right, Arthur, go ahead and tell us some characteristics about the baby boomer generation. Let's see what you have to say about those folks. Baby boomers important characteristics. Strong work ethic. Baby boomers aren't afraid to put in a hard day of work. Self-assured. This generation is independent and self-assured. Oh, so far I'm blushing. Go ahead, Arthur. <laughs> Tell me more. Competitive. Baby boomers like competition, goal-centric, resourceful, mentally focused, team-oriented, disciplined, rule can be bent. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Because he was doing, he was, they was doing all right for a while until he said rules mm-hmm. can be bent, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and that big uh-oh. Shut up! Usually <laughs> those right. rules aren't bent for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Forget those rules. Rules are meant to be broken, is all I have to say. <laughs> That's right. So I, I didn't like that last characteristic. But you know, but I have heard this, and I, I'm not certain, but I did hear there was a there was two types of baby boomer generation. Mm-hmm. You know, and the the second part, because it was like the older generation and the younger generation. And I think that younger generation was called the Generation Jones. Have you heard that? Uh j- just recently. Just recently? Yeah, like today. Oh, <laughs> you can't get much more reason than that. All right, all right. Okay, all right. They call it Jen Jonesers. All right, Arthur, tell us about the Jen Jones. Now, remember now that the baby boomer generation is the largest generation, right? But apparently there was two phases. It was the younger and the older. And the, the younger generation, when I say younger, we're talking about the age of 50. And the younger one are the generation Joneses are from 1955 to 1964 is what I think. So, Arthur, can you give us some more information about that? Because that may be new to a lot of our listeners. Gen Jonesers are the second half of the baby boom generation, born about 1955 through 1964. As you can imagine, the issues facing the older boomers are quite different than those facing the younger ones. The oldest boomer is about 70s, while the youngest are in their early 50s. Well, I haven't agreed with that. I mean, because mm-hmm. now, yeah, because I don't see eye to eye with some of the, what I call the older folks, the older generation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think they're a little, a little harsh. Our tradition. I, mean, uh, I don't know if those are the right terms. Yeah, I think they are um, more traditionalist than than we are. You know, they they don't want to challenge things as they were. You know, oh, let's just keep leave things. things as they are. You know, let, let's not challenge. Let's leave it as this is how it is. So that's just how it is. When 
you know, and I think in our generation, you know, if we see things that are not right, we want to challenge that. You know, that's a good point, because I think, uh, because sometimes when people think of the baby boomers, they automatically think that it's the conservative group. Mm-hmm. And in reality, you know, all of us is not necessarily conservative, especially when it comes to the younger group. So, Arthur, tell us a little bit more about this, uh, the baby boomer uh, generation. It's easy to assume that baby boomers are all conservatives who want to make America great again, simply because the first swath of them was born during the post-war era. Okay, I get that. So the older generation of post-war, we know all about that, because that's when they felt that America was great, because we was making half the goods and services of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was a very rich company, or, or country. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bad part about that is they was doing that while it was segregated. Right. So you know that majority of those uh, uh, profits and, and expenditures was going to the white societies and not to the black societies. You know, they were benefiting greatly from America's strong economy, and we were struggling uh, because we weren't getting our fair due. Yeah, now, so, and really that was the basis of Make America Great Again. So mm-hmm. do you think it was just the baby boomer generation that stormed the capital? Uh, no, it wasn't just them, but obviously they were a very significant portion of it because they were a very significant portion of the uh, Trump campaign. Uh, you know, he used that phrase and they immediately resonated with that to that time period in which uh, America gave white people uh, a huge advantage over other cultures. Yeah, you know, that's amazing. And I can't see about the younger generation, what I mean in the same same generation, kind of separated by that. So Arthur, give us some background in regards to that uh, um, that that younger generation. My the fact, I, I, yeah, the Joneses. I'm very intrigued with that. First of all, I want to know how that name came about and a little bit about their characteristics. Jonathan Pontel, inventor of the term, chose the name Jones in 1999 as a sarcastic nod to the keeping up with the Joneses culture in which they were raised. You know, that's, that's now that I can relate to because yeah. one of the things, and it was negative when I was growing up, somebody said, what are you trying to do, keep up with the Joneses? Mm-hmm. You know, and it seemed like that the older generation, the baby boomer, uh, they want to assimilate. Yeah. They want everybody to be the same, do the same thing. Uh, but we didn't necessarily have that interest when I say us, the younger uh, baby boomers in the age of 50. Mm-hmm. So that was intriguing. So what else can be argued about that, about the younger? Let's see. Pontel argues, the boomers born between 1945 and 1954, the group whence the hippie was born actually grew to form the country's first autonomous youth culture with overwhelmingly influential and sometimes radical ideals, challenge authority, protest the war, and rebuild the system. It seems like to me that's a vast difference. Yes, but let's think about that now. This is 1955 through 1964, 65. This is uh, during the start and the whole process of the civil rights movement. Mm, uh, it's also uh, when the hippies culture was coming about, where you know they were saying, "Hey, you know, we're tired of." saying we have to live these cookie cutter lives. We want to do what we want to do. We want to have different social values than what you keep throwing at us. You know, we don't want to be just leave it to be, you know, Uh, you know, we want to be free to, 
you know, premarital sex. We want to do that. Um, well, that, that, that's one of the reasons why I guess we called the Joneses. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, um, I, I hear what you're saying, Casey, you know, because it wasn't, the wealth wasn't distributed equally mm-hmm. to the United States. Everybody wasn't victorious. Certainly, uh, certainly African Americans. Oh, I agree. I agree. So that that's very, 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 very intriguing. So because it seemed like to me that the large, the largest generation, which is baby boomer, is really was divided into two segments: mm-hmm. an older, which is about seventy years and older, and there's a younger generation that's fifty years, about in the fifties, I suppose. Right. And yeah, it seemed yeah. like the the older ones saying, "Hey, I like it when it was segregated." They wanted to keep status quo. We wow. wanted change. The younger, wow. uh, the Joneses part of that baby boomer wanted change. Gee, this this is very intriguing. But I tell you what, before we get deeper into this conversation, I think it's time for us to just go ahead and take a break to recognize our sponsor. But this is something we got to continue on talking about uh, because I'm very intrigued, and I never knew that the baby boomers actually have almost two phases, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, all right, now now let's go ahead and uh, end up with our break here. Or at least talk about our break. And you know we're going to start off by talking about with King Cap, our sponsor. This new jam, we've been, we've been uh, promoting his music. Uh, and it came out in February, so feel free to download any of his music. Again, it's King Cap on Spotify. And we love to talk about it's a party in Miami. Hey. <laughs> it's a party out in Miami. Hey. Turn one on the beat, I already know. It's a party out in M.I.A. Uh-uh. I've been working hard, it's time to live today. Hey. It's a party out in M.I.A. Uh-huh. Hey. It's a party out in M.I.A. Hey. It's a party out in M.I.A. Uh-uh. I've been working hard, it's time to live today. It's a party out in M.I.A. It's a party out in M.I.A. Party out in M.I.A. Yeah, there was a party out there in Miami because Miami was a couple weeks ago. That, was, that party was a little too big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to break that up. They had to break that up. But anyway, let me let me go ahead and, and give a shout out to our sponsor. It is, uh, uh, first of all, it is Out The Way Studios. They also have a, a number of, uh, 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 of occupations or business under them. One of them is uh, Out The Way provides custom-made t-shirts and other apparels. Yes, and do they can make T-shirts, hoodies, hats, caps. In fact, they was in the uh, uh, the room next to the studio, and they was cranking out. They was cranking out some T-shirts this time around. That was funny because I went back there and said, "What's with the explosion? Is it because of the podcast?" And they said, "No, it's because of those stimulus checks." <laughs> 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 up, but, but <laughs> we still gonna take credit for two or three of them T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> right. They gotta give them something because <laughs> it is crazy. Crazy! All right, so if you want to go ahead and, and make an order or find out some more information, get a catalog, go ahead and email King Cap and King is K I N G, Cap is with a K, K A P, 317 at gmail.com. Again, that is King Cap 317 at gmail.com. Now, our second sponsor is 421 Barbershop, located in Indianapolis on Michigan Road, is the place where good things happen to your hair. So if you want something good to happen to your hair, just come on in and check us out. In fact, you know, KC is a longtime customer of the shop, and he is always giving us shout-outs. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was in there this past Saturday. I tightened up real well. I appreciate that. 
I went outside. I was getting cat calls, and I said, "Hey, you fellas, cut that out." <laughs> <laughs> Some people might say, "Ew." <laughs> All right, but nevertheless, Board Twenty One Barbershop, located on Michigan Road, we do dedicate uh, or provide service for family. We do believe in that a lot. Uh, so just come on in and see us. Now, with that being said, I I, I got to go back to this baby boomer generation. I didn't know I did not know that it was kind of have two phases, the early phases and the in the um, younger phases, because I can really see that uh, um, that can cause a conflict, and that may be contributing to a lot of the the contrast that we've seen in today's right. world. And, and prior to this uh, podcast today, I didn't really think about that much, but but as we started delving into it, yeah, it, it was very apparent, and and there's some stark differences, and you know when you look at it. You know, you can kind of see uh, how the that age group of from the period right after the World War II, that group, and then a decade later, how American society uh, began its first inclination of change, how that changed us as well. So uh, you can see that clash. Yes, you can. And in fact, I, I can say this because of the baby boomer generation is that one of the last characteristics is bending the rules. Mm-hmm. And I think that the millennium group kind of leveraged that because they don't mind breaking breaking the rules. The rules. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that makes me wonder. You know, uh, is it okay to bend the rules? But we kind of started with that. So, Arthur, do you have any data on that? Not any change, adjustment, or exception to a rule is bending a rule. The word bend is chosen to contrast with break. Breaking a rule means simply violating it. Calling it bending means that you're violating it only a little bit, usually to serve a purpose more important than the purpose served by the rule. Wow. So I guess what I'm hearing is that bend the rules is really saying that we still think there need to be some structure. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, but we think the structure should have a little flexibility. So that's where it comes with the bending. Right. And, and from a positive spin that I'm uh, on that, I'm going to say that. When you're bending the rules, you know, you have a rule, but sometimes that rule, uh, if you apply that rule specifically as it's written, might not be fair in specific cases based on certain circumstances. And mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. when there should be some bending, because uh, when that rule is actually applied, it's really uh, creating an unfair uh, situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Did you hit that spot on, Casey? And uh, you know, I think that was the coming of the of the of bending of the rules. And like I said, I think the millennium, the younger generation, is saying, "Screw those rules because those rules are not right." So we need to revisit those rules and make uh, new guidelines, if you will. I think these new millenniums say, "Screw those rules because we don't want to follow rules." Cheater! <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is kind of cheating. Breakthrough, but no, no, I think they got something because I, I think right now. Is that the the younger generation, the millennials, are saying, you know, the, the way that you have structured the United States is not wrong, is not right. The way that you put in rules to compress the voting is not right. The way that you choose candidates is not right. The way that this country is is ran by old white men is not right, and they demand more diversity. So when I take it like that, I can almost see where they're coming from by breaking the rules. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't think that's limited to just new millennials. But, yeah, I I certainly agree with that. You know, Uh, I think you have to recognize things that are not right in in all aspects of society and address them. 
regardless of what age group you fall into. Yeah, I think the young group is really telling the older group to take a hike. That's right. <laughs> they said they are tired of these old folks just doing this. Gimme, 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 gimme. And I think they may have a point. So I do support the millennials when it comes to participation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna speak on that one. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, okay, let me wake up, let me wake up. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think it's a, a a good combination of the youth and also the, the older generation, or at least in that baby boomer generation. It seems like the millennials are a little bit more eye-to-eye with the Generation Jones, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the absence of the uh, hard work, you know, getting it done yeah. the, the right way. I started from the ground floor. Because I, I will say this, Casey, there is no substitute are no, um, uh, I can't think of another word. There's no substitute for hard work when it comes to success. There's no shortcuts. Well, I don't know. There's been a lot of people that got successful without the hard work. Oh, oh <laughs> snap. Okay. I know, man. No, if I knew it, I would take the shortcut. Doggone it. <laughs> I think that's a very good point. But, uh, but in most cases, it's going to take the hard work. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, I think that the, one stark difference, though, between the new millennials and and our generation is that they expect more um, from society, from their employers. Uh, you know, they want their employers to help find them a place to live, uh, provide transportation, uh, you know, different things, different aspects of your personal life or social life that we don't feel that our employer has any part in. You know, that, that's a good point, but I, I may, I, I'm not a millennial, but I may speak on their behalf on this. I, I think what the millennium have uh, recognized or seen where employers made promises to their fathers and grandparents mm-hmm. and that the employers did not keep their promise. Like, for example, you know, uh, well, I need you to come in today and I'll make it up to you. And I think that the employers never made it up to them. Mm-hmm. And the millennium suffered because their parents was away from home and they was making the same promises to their children. You know, I'll get a couple of days off next week to make up for this, and, and that never comes around. And then also, I think the millennial has seen with their father and grandfathers what they put in 25 years, 30 years of hard work, and at the end of their career, where they should be getting the fruit of their labor, they've been laid off. Mm-hmm. So I think millennials have said to society, look, I want mine now. They do. I'm tired of all your promises. You know, forget all that. The time is running out. So, you know, so, so I, you know, that may be a, be a good thing, but I, I do believe that uh, uh, there has to be some type of uh, compromise between the baby junior, uh, the baby boomers and the millennials together to move this country forward. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, we're not going to move forward if only one group move, uh, moves forward. We got to move forward together to really get forward. Yeah, because we got to move those pigs out the way. <laughs> move the pigs <laughs> gotta move them out the way alright wow that was a very intriguing conversation KC yeah I think it was uh, I think it was enlightening because uh, really prior to the day I never really gave a lot of thought to just how different uh, people within the the baby boomer generation was so yeah, yeah. Me, me either plus and I, I did not know like you said I just found out today about the Jones generation. So that was new to me because I just thought the baby boomer gener- the baby boomer generation was just one large 
uh, generation, in fact, is really almost like two phases within yeah. one. So maybe that explains why they was the, the largest and also the longest. Because I think earlier, Casey, that, that you pointed out that the baby boomers is that their generation lasted like for 18 years, mm -hmm. where the other generations, and I think you said there was a lot, yeah. average around uh, 15 years. Mm -hmm. I think you said that. And that's because our generation, you know, the things we had in common was that hard work ethic and uh, the self-confidence, the competition, you know, all of those things were still, uh, uh, was still part of both uh, parts of that generation. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, I guess we better go ahead and wrap this sucker up. That was a good conversation. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and sign off and thank you to our listeners. I really appreciate that you are uh, supporting us and being here. And that continues to motivate us to go forward. Regardless of what generation you're in, we do appreciate your support and we recognize that your contribution to society. So with that being said, I'm just going to go ahead and turn it over to KC to say his favorite or famous last words. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast. Barbershop.talk podcast available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets. Be wise, be safe, and be loved. And we say, Go, Go Mob. Mob.